नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय हरे कृष्णा टुडे वी आर रीडिंग फ्रॉम कैंटो फाइव चैप्टर नाइनटीन चैप्टर नाइनटीन इज एंटाइटल द आइलैंड ऑफ जम्बू द्वीपा टुडे वी आर ऑन टेक्स्ट सिक्स न वै सात्मात्मता सुहृतमा न वै स आत्मात्मता सुहृतम शक्त स्त्रीलोक्यम भगवान्सुदेव शक्त स्त्रीलोक्यम भगवान्सुदेव न स्त्रीत काश्मल आस्नुवीत न स्त्रीत काश्मल आश्नुवीत न लक्ष्मण चापी विहतुमर्हति न लक्ष्मण चापी विहतुमर्हति न वै स आत्मात्मता सुहृतमा शक्त स्त्रीलोक्यम भगवान्सुदेव न स्त्रीत काश्मल आश्नुवीत न लक्ष्मण चापी विहतुमर्हति न वै स आत्मात्मता सुहृतमा शक्त स्त्रीलोक्यम भगवान्सुदेव न स्त्रीत काश्मल आश्नुवीत न लक्ष्मण चापी विहतुमर्हति वर्टूवर ट्रांसलेशन एंड परपोर्ट बाई श्रीला प्रभुपाद न नॉट वै इंडीड स ही आत्मा द सुप्रीम सोल आत्मवताम ऑफ द सेल्फ रियलाइज सोल्स सुहृत्तम द बेस्ट फ्रेंड सक्त अटैच्ड त्रिलोक्याम टू एनीथिंग विद इन द थ्री वर्ल्ड भगवान द सुप्रीम पर्सनैलिटी ऑफ गॉडहेड वासुदेव द ऑल परवेडिंग लॉर्ड न not stri kritam obtained because of his wife kashmalam 
सफरिंग्स ऑफ सेपरेशन अश्नुविता वुड ओप्टेन ना नॉट लक्ष्मणम हिज यंगर ब्रदर लक्ष्मण च ऑल्सो अपी सर्टनली विहातुम टू गिव अप अर्हती बी एबल ट्रांसलेशन एंड पर्पोर्ट बाई प्रभुपाद Since Lord Sri Ramachandra is the supreme personality of Godhead Vasudeva he is not attached to anything in this material world he is the most beloved super soul of all self realized souls and he is their very intimate friend he is full of all opulences therefore he could not possibly have suffered because of separation from his wife nor could he have given up his wife and lakshmana his younger brother to give up either would have been absolutely impossible purport In defining the supreme personality of Godhead we say that he is full of uh, full in all six opulences wealth fame strength influence beauty and renunciation he is called renounced because he is not attached to anything in this material world he is specifically attached to the spiritual world and the living entities there the affairs of the material world take place under the superintendence of durga devi सृष्टिस्थिति प्रलयसाधनशक्तिरेखाएवयुवनाथिदुर्घाथिंग इज गोइंग ऑन अंडर द स्ट्रिक्ट रूल्स एंड रेग्युलेशन ऑफ द मटीरियल एनर्जी रिप्रेजेंटेड बाय दुर्गा देफो द लॉर्ड इज कंप्लीटली डिटैच्ड एंड नीड नॉट गिव अटेंशन टू द मटीरियल वर्ल्ड सीता देवी बिलोंग्स टू द स्पिरिचुअल वर्ल्ड सिमिलरली लॉर्ड लक्ष्मणा रामचंद्र रंग ब्रदर is a manifestation of shankarshan and lord ramachandra himself is vasudev the supreme personality of godhead since the lord is always spiritually qualified he is attached to servants who always render transcendental loving service unto him he is attached to the truth and life not to brahmanical qualities indeed he is never attached to any material qualities although he is the super soul of all living entities he is specifically manifest to those who are self realized and he is especially dear to the hearts of his transcendental devotees because lord ramachandra descended to teach human society how dutiful a king should be he appeared he apparently gave up the company of mother sita and lakshman factually however he could not have given them up one should therefore learn about the activities of lord ramachandra from a self realized soul then one can understand the transcendental activities of the lord om agyana timirandasya gyananjana shalakaya chakshurun militam yena tasmay shri gurave namaha shri chaitanya manobhishtam स्थापितम् येन भूतले स्वयं रूपकदमय्यम ददाति स्वपदांतिकम् मुखं करोति वाचालम् पंगुं लंगयते गिरिम् यत्कृपातमहं वन्दे श्री गुरु दीनतारिनम् वांछाकल्पतरुभ्यश्च कृपासिन्दुभ एवच पतितानां पावनेभ्यो वैष्णवेभ्यो नमो नमः जय श्री कृष्णा चैतन्या प्रभु नित्यानंद श्री अद्वैत गदाधरा श्रीवासादी गौरभक्तवृंद हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा कृष्ण कृष्णा हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे 
Hare Krishna. Sorry, I'm just getting an important message from office. Sorry. Um, so we are seeing over here in this chapter, which is entitled The Island of Jambudweep, um, the discussion of Vedic cosmology is going on. Uh, we can see there are descriptions of different dweepas in Bhumandala. And we have been discussing that since many, many like, chapters and many verses we've been discussing that. So there is specific focus on Jambudweepa since the last chapter. Before that, we discussed some other dweepas as well. But since last chapter, we have started discussing Jambudweep. There are various varshas within this Jambudweep. Now, many speakers have already spoken about the whole cosmology, how the whole material universe is arranged, how all the dweepas are arranged, and the varshas are arranged within the dweepas in this material world. So each varsha, which is there within this Jambudweepa, varsha means an island, has a predominating deity and a principal worshipper glorifying the Lord with specific prayers in that varsha. So we saw some verses earlier, we discussed about the predominating, predominating deity Narsimha Dev who was being worshipped by the chief devotee Prahlad Maharaj. So similarly we are saying, we are seeing here presently we are focusing on Kim Purusha Varsha where the predominating deity is Lord Ramachandra. And that predominant worshipper is none other than his greatest devotee, Hanuman, who along with Gandharvas is glorifying the Lord with all these prayers which we are hearing. So since the last few verses, we are on the sixth verse, so last few verses, Hanuman has started glorifying the supreme position of his worshipable Lord, Sri Ramachandra. So today's verse pertains to Lord Hanumanji's glorification about Lord Ramachandra's duties in this world and how uh, he was attached to his wife but at the same time he was very renounced so he could not have um, he performed his duties but at the same time he could. He, it seemed as if he possibly gave up his wife and also his brother Lakshmana but he could not have possibly done that. That is the aspect we see Hanuman glorifying in this particular verse. So we all know and Prabhupada is making it clear in the purport as well that Lord Ramachandra is the supreme personality of Godhead. He is the Vasudeva aspect of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So he is Purna Bhagwan. He is full of six opulences. Prabhupada mentions that also in the purport. That he has all six opulences in full. Like we attribute that. That is the definition of the word Bhagwan. And these opulences are as we know. Aishwaryasya Samagrasya. Viryasya Yashashashriya. Jnanam Vairagya Chaivast. Shannam Bhaga Itingana. So today's glorification specifically focuses on the vairagya of the Lord, on the detachment of the Lord. So the Lord is the cause of manifestation of this whole universe. We know he is the cause of the manifestation of the spiritual world as well as the material world. In the material world, Lord Brahma is the uh, secondary creator. So he is the cause of this mass, uh, material creation and he appears from time to time within this world. For certain purposes, he appears time to time within this world. He sends his representatives, but he also takes the responsibility of coming himself 
and the famous verse is there in the bhagavad gita paritranaya sadhunam so he appears to establish the tenets of dharma in this material world by removing adharmic people and also by establishing the principles of religion through his own life as he did in the case of ramachandra through his teachings as he did in case of lord krishna like he taught the bhagavad gita to establish the reestablish dharma but he also plays an important role of removing adharma from this world so lord ram obviously came to remove ravana who was the adharma represent uh, in this world at that time krishna came to remove the demoniac kings who were ruling during that time and establish dharmic kings like yudhishthir maharaj on the throne so although he does that and he performs all these human like pastimes he remains completely aloof from them like prabhupada is saying he has already given the control of the material universe and the direction of the material he has made durga devi the director of this material universe so he has given her the role of the superintendent he need not come and then interfere he is very aloof like sometimes we see people when they create something they are extremely attached like you know um, anything even in the mat- uh, mat- even in devotional service when we have done something then we become very attached to it and we want to see to it like it, everything is executed properly we are not as dis- detached as the lord that we can just delegate and we are then you know sitting peacefully thinking yes let it happen but in lord's case once he has entrusted that responsibility to durga devi he has completely sitting aloof from the material world he just comes to establish dharma and he may comes to attract his devotees back to the spiritual world but he does not interfere in the sort of day to day running of the material universe so he is untouched by his material energy and he just comes perform his, his pastimes and he goes away he does not become entrapped in the three modes of material nature so when we hear all these pastimes that the lord was feeling separation from mother sita in fact i was hearing a lecture by uh, his holiness radhanath swami maharaj and he was once mentioning that when we see this whole pastime described in the ramayan when sita mata was taken away by ravan and lord ram keeps looking here and there he amasses such great armies just to look for his wife so from a mundane point of view if we see that then it is it looks as if the lord was so attached to his wife and therefore he was not able to bear separation from her and therefore he was amassing so many people just to go and get his wife back but like shrila prabhupada explains in the last line of this purport that it is very important that these past pastimes are heard from a self realized soul otherwise definitely there can be mis these they can be misconstrued or they can be misrepresentations of these pastimes like mayavadi sometimes say oh the supreme brahman descends but he comes under the control of the three modes of material nature therefore he laments like an ordinary person or a rod an ordinary human being would lament in separation from the lord so that is what he is manifesting through these pastimes he has come under the modes of the nature that is what mayavadis might sometimes want to say but that is not true the lord has come to enact specific pastimes and he has come to actually show us a certain um, instru- give us certain instructions through his pastimes so we see that lord ramchandra appears as if he is as if he is subjugated by human emotions towards his kithankin like mother sita and uh, lakshman but shrila prabhupad clearly points out in the purport that lord ramachandra never suffers even though it appeared as if he is suffering from separation but he is aloof he is ultimately very renounced 
So in this pastime, we see him showing that particular uh, role. But then when it came to establishing his role and his duties as a king, because he had also come to show through his example how uh, an ideal king should live in this world. So at that time, he did not hesitate even for a moment when he heard from one of his citizens that, uh, you know, oh, is Mother Sita still uh, having her chastity? She has lived with a demon for so many years. So has she still maintained her chastity? So just, just when he heard that, to establish that supreme position of an ideal king, he very easily gave her up. So immediately the Mayavadis or anybody who's misconstruing these pastimes of the Lord can actually take an example or a leaf out of this particular page of the Lord's pastime. That even though he was attached, he has, he, he's, he's considering his duty and his setting his example as an ideal king in this world to be supreme most. And therefore he has given up the association of his wife. So Srila Prabhupada clarifies in the purport that by no means Lord Ramachandra is insentient. While he is detached from matter, he is ever attached to his devotees. Atma Vatam, like we read in the translation. More than, you know, all the devotees, especially is attached to one who are self-realized souls, who are following the Varnashrama Dharma very nicely and who are his pure devotees. So in the 10th canto also we see, for example, Lord Krishna, how he performed, he was very attached to the Varnashrama Dharma, so therefore he wanted to rescue the sons of the son of the Brahmana. And we see to what length Lord Krishna went to rescue the son of the Brahmana. So the Lord intervened when he had to protect his devotees, not to merely believe the Brahmana's anxiety, but to establish that, yes, this Brahmana is, you know, the head of the Varnashram Dharma, and it is my duty to protect. He is in anxiety because of separation from his sons. It is not right, and therefore he intervened at the right time. So we see Lord Krishna establishing that example. So the Lord normally achieves many goals. He is called as Daksh. Daksha means someone who is very expert or who can achieve, like you know, you kill, a, uh, uh, kill two birds with one stone. That proverb is there in English. So he is very um, expert in achieving many, many uh, goals through one particular pastime. So like we see even Lord Ram, when he is feeling separation from Mother Sita, he is actually showing how it is the duty of a husband, of a Vedic proper husband to protect his chaste wife. And then when he's actually sent Mother Sita away, after coming back to Ayodhya, he's again establishing that yes, you have to uh, show the duty of a king. So like this, through one pastime, he's setting many examples for all of us to um, follow. And therefore it is very important we hear all his pastimes from a pure devotee. Otherwise, definitely, like we see so many professional Kathakars, Ram Katha, Ramayan Katha always happens in India. Even, you know, Krishna, Bhagavat, Bhagavat Sapta, they call, that also keeps happening. But these professional Bhagavatas sometimes jump directly to certain pastimes, accompaniment with, you know, sad music and all that. So people feel very good when they hear that, oh, bahut maza aya, they say. But ultimately, what is the lesson that has been taken? And has the pastime been represented correctly? So Prabhupada always used to warn that hear from a self-realized soul, do not hear from all these professional Bhagavatas who might not be coming in the proper Sampradaya, bona fide Sampradaya. So as much as we see the Lord setting an example of dutifulness, like he set the example of his duty as an ideal king, we see that devotees too reciprocate with the Lord. When, you know, the setting of an example and um, setting of doing their duties above everything else, 
is concerned, devotees also reciprocate with the Lord in a similar fashion. Now we see in uh, the pastime of Krishna. So we just finished, we are almost about to finish our 12th canto with Keshav Prabhu. And we saw in earlier in the canto, in the 11th canto, when Lord Krishna, uh, uh, when the Yadus disappeared. So most of the Yadus were eternal associates of the Lord. They had actually descended with the Lord. So when the Lord was winding up his pastimes, those Yadus actually went back to the spiritual world. And some of the Yadus, we know when Lord Krishna was going to appear, or before he appeared because there were so much atrocities that had increased in the world because of Adharmic kings. Brahma takes everyone and they go and pray on the bank of the Shweta Dweep. Um, and they pray for the Lord that you please guide us. And that time the Lord from within the heart of Brahma tells him that I am going to descend soon. You tell all the demigods also to descend, to take birth in various families to assist me in my pastimes. So some of these Yadus had actually come from the heavenly kingdom. They were some of the demigods who had come to take part. But they were Kama Mishra Bhaktas. They were still mixed devotees. So therefore they did not go back to the spiritual world. They came, they performed their duties and they were sent back to their original positions as demigods in the heavenly planets. And the supreme most example among the Yadus in terms of setting their, uh, performing their duty well is none other than Uddhava. So what did Uddhava do? Although Uddhava was the greatest associate, if you see in Brihad Bhagavata Amrita, he actually is, is a silver medal winner. He comes second in terms of the highest or the most intimate devotees of Lord Krishna. So obviously he was listening, he came to know Lord Krishna is going to be uh, leaving the planet soon. So he comes to meet Lord Krishna under that tree where Lord Krishna in Prabhashetra, when about before Lord Krishna was going to leave the planet. And that time they have a beautiful exchange. Lord Krishna recites the whole Uddhav Gita is there in the Bhagavatam. So after that, Uddhava actually wants to be with the Lord. He cannot bear separation from the Lord even for a minute. But Lord Krishna tells him, he reminds him that your duty is to stay back in this material world, go to Badrikrasham, associate with the sages over there and keep my message alive, preach my instructions to them. So that is, we see again Uddhava also performing his duty so well. He, he did not go back to the spiritual world, but he stayed back in the material world to assist the Lord with his preaching activities, spreading, you know, the Lord's message to all, because many of the sages in the Badri Krasham were not devotees of the Lord. So he went there actually to deliver all of those people. So in terms of, you know, these, these devotees, they become very dear to the Lord. Because they are so attached to the Lord, they perform, they consider their service to the Lord above anything else. And who is the supreme most in that? In that particular aspect where, you know, they uh, serve the Lord above everything else, above their own pleasures, above their own likes and dislikes. It is none other than Srimati Radharani. She puts Krishna, she says, Aslishyava padaratam pinastumam. In the last verse of Shikshashtakam, whether you are, um, handle me roughly by your embrace or you leave me, you will remain my worshipable rod, birth after birth, birth after birth. That is what Radharani is playing. So she is the most dear, obviously, to Krishna because of these qualities of her. Like we see Prabhupada mentioning that Lord Ram is attached to residents of the spiritual world who are self-realized souls, Atmavatam, Mavatam. So in the same way, Lord Krishna is extremely attached to Srimati Radharani in reciprocation with her feelings. And today actually is the disappearance day of Gadadhar Pandit, who is none other than Radharani, who has come in the male form 
to assist Lord Chaitanya in his pastimes during um, uh, Gaur Leela. She brings down her sakis and she brings down her many manjaris also to assist her in her pastimes. And one of the manjaris who also appeared with her is Rupa Goswami, again whose disappearance day is also today. So we will spend some time discussing about these two personalities. Um, especially Rupa Manjari, like very, very important when we discuss his pastimes, we'll see because we are actually Rupa Nugas. So for us, we are the followers of Rupa Goswami. All Gaudiya Vaishnavas are followers of Rupa Goswami. So for him, he is one of the most prominent Acharyas from whom we have taken so many teachings. Prabhupada has actually given us so many teachings of Rupa Goswami. So we will discuss a little bit about Gadadhar Pandit first. Now Gadadhar Pandit in the Gaur Ganodesh Deepika, it is very clearly mentioned that uh, he is none other than Srimati Radharani herself who has descended in this world because whenever Krishna descends in this world in whichever form, Radharani accompanies him. When he came as Ramachandra, she accompanied him as Mother Sita. When now he has come as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he came because Chaitanya Mah- he came to she came to know that he is going to perform sannyas pastimes. And therefore she knew she has to take a male form to then be with us, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, otherwise she won't get his association. So then she came in the male form of Gadadhar Pandit. So Gadadhar Pandit was also from Navadvip. His house was very close to Nimai's house in childhood. Gadadhar Pandit's parents were um, um, Madhava Mishra and Ratnavati Devi. They were his parents. So very he was, he is obviously, Gadadhar Pandit is part of the Panchatattva. Krishna comes down like we again discussed in terms of Lord Ram's power. He comes down to attract his devotees. He comes down to establish dharma. He comes down to establish yuga dharma as well many times. So this time Krishna came down along with all his associates from the spiritual world to establish the yuga dharma of Kaliyuga, which is the chanting of the Hare Krishna Mahamantra. And Gadadhar Pandit is part of that Panchatattva who descended from the spiritual world to assist the Lord in that particular pastime or that particular duty which the Lord came to perform. So both of them were very dear friends since childhood. It is said they were inseparable. They used to play in each other's houses and they could not even for a moment stay away from each other. So they used to go to the same Tola. Tola means the school, grammar school where they were studying in their childhood. So whereas, but their personalities were very different. Now very recently we did uh, the Identify Your Personality workshop with Prem Nidhi Prabhu. So these two personalities were very different. Whereas um, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in his childhood was extremely naughty. Very, you know, he was a prankster. He used to love to do all pranks with... um, all the people who used to go to bathe in the Ganga, even amongst his friends, even amongst his school friends. He used to love to argue, he used to love debates. But on the other hand, Gadadhar Pandit was extremely sober. Very sober, very, he had a lot of sobriety, he was very um, calm, peaceful, serene, and he used to like solitude. So he used to, sometimes when he used to see, although he was such a good friend of Nimai Pandit, when he used to see him in all these moods, you know, argument, because Nimai Pandit would keep pulling people into arguments, and then he would defeat them in grammar, logic, and any arguments. So Gadadhar Pandit never used to like to engage in all these uh, arguments and all. His personality was not like that. So he would sometimes maintain distance from Nimai Pandit when he would see him in that particular mood. And Nimai Pandit would actually go and challenge him sometimes. Because Gadadhar Pandit was very devoted since childhood. 
extremely devotional attitude, very devoted to Lord Krishna. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Nimai Pandit used to challenge him. He used to say, Oh Gadadhar, one day you will see that I will become such a great Vaishnava. I will become such a great devotee that even Lord Brahma and Lord Shiva will come to see me and they will be standing at my door. You just wait and watch. So like that he used to tease, tease Gadadhar Pandit all the time. But Gadadhar Pandit, extremely sober, would never become angry, would never engage in any argument or debate with the Lord. So Gadadhar Pandit was devotional since childhood and he was very attached to Mukunda Datta, who was another great devotee and associate of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So whenever any uh, sannyasi used to come or whenever any great devotee used to come to visit Navadvip, Mukunda Datta would always make it a point to take young Gadadhar to see that particular sannyasi or take blessings from that great Vaishnava who has come. So at, during one such time, the great devotee Pundarik Vidyanidhi was, was visiting Navadvip Dham. Now Pundarik Vidyanidhi is an again eternal associate of the Lord, but externally he was manifesting the pastime of being a very rich person and very materially attached person. So when Mukundada took uh, Pundarik, uh, sorry, Gadadhar Pandit to see Pundarik Vidyanidhi, Pundarik Vidyanidhi was reclining. He was wearing first of all silken clothes, beautiful robes, nice jewelry, pearls, everything. And he was reclining in super soft white beds. And he was smoking hookah. And some, you know, servants were fanning him and he was listening to nice music and all. So Gadadhar Pandit had a little bit of doubt in his mind because he was a very simple brahmachari. And he thought, whom has Mukundada brought me to uh, take darshan of? Normally he takes me to see all exalted Vaishnavas, but this Vaishnava, I'm not very sure. Like that he got a little bit of doubt. And Mukundada could immediately sense that Gadadhar Pandit has a bit of doubt in his mind. So he, he thought, no, I have to show, for Gadadhar Pandit to have that faith, I have to show the true face of Pundrik Vidyanidhi to Gadadhar Pandit. And therefore he immediately recited a beautiful verse from the Srimad Bhagavatam. The famous verse, even hearing which Sukhadeva Goswami actually turned around and came back when Vyasadeva was running behind Sukhadeva Goswami, which is Aho bakiyam stanakalakutam jigham saipayadapi asadvi lebhe gatim dhatri muchitam tatonyam kamva dayalum sharanam rajema. So, oh, who can be more merciful? Then that Lord, and when will I take shelter of that Lord who actually gave liberation even to a witch who had smeared poison on her breasts and had come with the purpose to kill the Lord. But just because she fed him that milk, the Lord took that particular aspect of that witch that, oh, she is giving me milk and he gave her the position of dhatri, like almost like a nurse, an assistant to his mother in the spiritual world. Who can be more merciful than that? And when will I take shelter of that merciful Lord? So when Mukundadatta recited this verse, Pundarik Vidyanidhi lost all external consciousness. He immediately started tearing his clothes. He threw all the hookah, everything away. And he started rolling on the ground in devotional ecstasy. His hairs were standing on end. Now we hear Srimad Bhagavatam every day. So for us, you know, it's difficult to imagine how just by hearing one verse like this, such devotional ecstasies can manifest. But Pundarik Vidyanidhi is a great devotee of the Lord. So he manifested these ecstasies and he ultimately fainted because of his devotional ecstasy. And when Gadadhar Pandit saw this, 
he was feeling so remorseful in his heart he was feeling so guilty that i have committed an offense by actually judging such a devotee of the lord oh my god what should i do now like he was really repenting in his heart and because of that repentance he decided that the only way i can over- overcome this offense is if i take initiation from him and i accept him as my guru so he went and validated that with chaitanya mahaprabhu as well and chaitanya mahaprabhu gave him full blessings he said yes that is the right decision you are taking to take um, initiation from uh, pundrik vidyanidhi and in fact he said also pundrik vidyanidhi is none other than vrishabhanu maharaj in the spiritual world so it is actually the union of the spiritual father and you know radha rani like the mother and father and daughter uh, union is happening so he he gave him full blessings and when mukundadat went and proposed this to pundrik vidyanidhi now sometimes you know every every obviously exalted vaishnava has a different mood some don't want to accept disciples at all because they consider themselves very fallen and pundrik vidyanidhi he was so happy just to hear that gadadhar pandit wants to take initiation and he said yes yes i will definitely give him initiation it is my good uh, fortune that such an exalted vaishnava wants to come and take shelter of me and if he considers me worth i'm happy to give him that initiation so again it does not mean that he was very pompous and he said yeah i'm the right person from whom initiation should be taken rather he was considering himself fortunate that he will get to associate with such a exalted vaishnava like gadadhar pandit so in that mood he accepted gadadhar pandit as his disciple now once when chaitanya mahaprabhu you know he had already come back from puri he sorry he had already come back from gaya he had already started exhibiting his devotional pastimes and the mood that he had come to exhibit the mood of radha rani separation from krishna all the time so once gadadhar pandit brought a very nice pan a betel nut betel leaf for a uh, lord uh, for chaitanya mahaprabhu to relish and he had that and he started asking he said where is krishna where is krishna he was feeling separation he was in that mood at that time and gadadhar pandit just to pacify him he said oh my lord don't worry krishna is in your heart and as soon as chaitanya mahaprabhu heard that because he was feeling so much devotional separation from krishna he started tearing his chest open he started scratching at his heart and he said i want to open my heart so i can see krishna now gadadhar pandit was a bit taken aback he was he did not expect this reaction when he said just to pacify him krishna is in your heart so then he immediately said he held chaitanya mahaprabhu's hands firmly he did not allow him to scratch his uh, chest further and he said my lord please shant shant he said just calm down my lord krishna is coming very soon he is coming you just be quiet you just be peaceful you will definitely have darshan of him soon and because of the soothing voice in which gadadhar pandit pacified the lord the lord became immediately uh, quiet and sober now sachi mata was observing this from a distance and sachi mata was so pleased to see that gadadhar pandit pacified her son so nicely so she actually went and begged gadadhar pandit she said that i saw that only you are able to control chaitanya mahaprabhu when he goes in these moods even i am very scared when my son goes in those mood and i'm afraid to go near him but i saw the way so nicely and expertly you pacified my son so from now onwards i want you to be his constant companion do not leave his side even for a moment so that when he is going to harm himself or he is in such a mood you are there to actually protect him and pacify him and gadadhar pandit took that instruction of sachi mata to his heart 
From that day onwards, he was never separated from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. In fact, when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu went to Puri, he also went, he changed his residence. He went to uh, Puri to settle down with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in Jagannath Puri. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu specifically gave him the service of uh, serving Tota Gopina deities. It is said that even in Jagannath Puri, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu used to feel this separation from the Lord. And once when he was living, uh, sitting on a little hillock, he was digging the sand and feeling separation from the uh, Lord. And that time these beautiful Tota Gopina deities had emerged from there. So he then told Gadadhar Pandit that you look after these deities, we'll establish them in the Tota Gopina temple and you go and look after these deities. And again, that instruction also to, uh, um, Gadadhar Pandit took to heart and he worshipped those deities throughout his life. In fact, just to worship the deities and to be near Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Gadadhar Pandit actually took Kshetra Sanyas. Kshetra Sanyas means he will never step a foot out of um, Jagannath Puri. And in, in the um, Tota Gopinath Mandir, apart from deity worship, every day Gadadhar Pandit would sit and recite the Srimad Bhagavatam. And devotees would come to hear from the lotus mouth of Gadadhar Pandit the beautiful narrations of Srimad Bhagavatam. And even Chaitanya Mahaprabhu used to come daily to hear um, Srimad Bhagavatam from, Chaitanya, uh, from Gadadhar Pandit. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu used to feel so much happiness hearing Srimad Bhagavatam from him that he would ask him to repeat some pastimes multiple times. Like Dhru Maharaj's pastimes, so many times he made him repeat Prahlad Maharaj's pastime. And it is also mentioned that Gadadhar Pandit used to, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu both used to cry. They used to shed tears while listening to these pastimes. And during that time, they used to write all the verses in palm leaves. So those palm leaves used to, the ink used to completely go away. And they had to, you know, Gadadhar Pandit had once again written the whole Srimad Bhagavatam. So like this, it kept getting erased because they were continuously being, the palm leaves were continuously being washed by his tears. He was so absorbed and he was such a good narrator of Srimad Bhagavatam. Now because he had taken Kshetra Sanyas, obviously his duty was to stay in um, Jagannath Puri only. But once Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was going to Vrindavan, we know as soon as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had taken Sanyas, he wanted to keep going to Vrindavan and his devotees kept diverting him. And then ultimately he settled in Jagannath Puri at the request of his mother, Sachi Mata. But he wanted to ultimately visit Vrindavan. So from Jagannath Puri, he goes to Vrindavan. And when he was preparing to leave, Gadadhar Pandit could not bear that separation. So he actually went for, to, to, for some distance behind Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to, with a view of going to Vrindavan with him. And then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu reminded him. He said that, Gadadhar, you have taken Kshetra Sanyas, don't you remember? Why are you leaving Jagannath Puri to come to Vrindavan with me? And Gadadhar Pandit actually told to hell with this Kshetra Sanyas. My Lord, wherever you are there, that is verily the holy dham. So I will still be maintaining my Kshetra Sanyas if I am with you. I would not have given up that vow. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu very lovingly compelled Gadadhar Pandit to stay back. He did not allow him to come to Vrindavan. He said, no, I do not want to become the instrument who made you break your vow of staying in Jagannath Puri all the time. So you please stay here. I will come back very soon. And saying that, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu proceeded and that time it is said, Gadadhar Pandit just fainted out of ecstasy and of, of separation ecstasy because he could not bear that separation from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Now, Gaur Ganodesh Dipika, like we said, describes that Gadadhar Pandit is none other than Srimati Radharani herself. But he never manifested the mood of Srimati Radharani. 
So it is described that Radharani, obviously we know, she is the left-wing gopi. She is the head of the left-wing gopi. And the mood of the left-wing gopis is to be very unsubmissive. They have that man bhav. Man bhav means very getting angry with Krishna. Lalita Sakhi sometimes used to chastise um, Krishna saying that you black snake, you don't go near my Radharani. So they were very, left-wing gopis are very angry, unsubmissive. But obviously all that is for the pleasure of Krishna. That used to give so much pleasure to Krishna. But in his form as Gadadhar Pandit, he never manifested that particular mood of Radharani. He was always very sober, very pacified, very peaceful. Um, so, so much sobriety he had. So it is described that even if Chaitanya Mahaprabhu tried to draw anger from Gadadhar Pandit, sometimes he would tease him. Sometimes he would uh, pull his leg. Sometimes he would challenge him, even in childhood. But never Gadadhar Pandit manifested um, any sort of anger or any sort of man towards Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Nor would he open his mouth to even rebuke Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. On the other hand, we know Jagadananda Pandit, who is also another associate of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He is actually Satyabhama. So Jagadananda Pandit used to get so angry. It is described Chaitanya Mahaprabhu used to be scared of Jagadananda Pandit. And any devotees, if they had to get some work done, they would actually send Jagadananda Pandit to get that work done. In one of the pastimes, it is mentioned Jagadananda Pandit, you know, with great difficulty, he brought, I think, sandalwood oil, perfumes. And they were very ex like expensive perfumes. You know, he had to save it, to pay some duties and that uh, taxes and all that in crossing interstate. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was very reluctant to accept that gift because he said, I'm a sannyasi. How can I accept such gifts? It is very lavish and it is luxurious for a person to accept these gifts and I have to be very renounced. And even though it was so expensive, Jagadananda Pandit Hinton threw that bottle in the courtyard and the whole bottle broke. So that was the mood of Jagadananda Pandit. Like Chaitanya Mahaprabhu could very easily evoke his anger because he is none other than Satyabhama. But on the other hand, even though Gadadhar Pandit is Radharani herself, he never manifested that anger mood or unsubmissive mood of Radharani at all. So Acharyas explain that just as Lord Krishna never steps outside Vrindavan, so the Krishna which goes actually with uh, Akrura when he comes to take Krishna away, that is Vasudev Krishna. Because Lord Krishna in his original Swayam Bhagwan form does not leave Vrindavan. So in the same way, actually Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, never, Gauranga Mahaprabhu never steps a foot out of Navadvip. That is his eternal home. So when, when he goes to Jagannath Puri to perform his pastimes, he is very much in the Aishwarya mood, it is described. And for Gadadhar Pandit, that mood weighs very heavily on him, on his heart. And that mood also does not allow those particular feelings of Radharani to come out. So that is one of the explanations which um, the Acharyas say. And say that because of that, he was, because Jagannath Puri is akin to Dwarka Dham. Navadvip is none like non-different than Vrindavan, but Jagannath Puri is akin to Dwarka Dham. And therefore we see that Gadadhar Pandit is always manifesting the mood of actually Rukmini Devi. So we know in Dwarka, Rukmini Devi was very submissive. Even if Krishna teased her, that whole pastime is there, beautiful pastime in the 10th canto. Krishna was just teasingly uh, talking to, joking with Rukmini Devi, what if I go away and leave you and go, what did you see in me? Why did you marry me? So Rukmini Devi became so affected that she started crying and she fainted because she thought Krishna is going to leave her and go. So such a, sub, you know, on the other hand, if this would have been Radharani, she would have become angry. 
how dare you speak like that obviously the sakis would have come and fought with krishna but in this case rukmini devi just fainted because of her submissive mood and that is what exactly gadadhar pandit was manifesting because that aishwarya gyan and that you know dwarka mood was playing on him in jagannath puri so even swarup damodar goswami sometimes used to tell gadadhar pandit that he's you know rebuking you so much he's chastising you sometimes he's teasing you or challenging you why you don't even open your mouth and that time he used to say gadadhar pandit that no he's the master how can a servant go against the master's wishes or how can a servant speak speak up against the master so that complete mood of rukmini uh, gadadhar pandit was manifesting instead of radharani's mood in fact giriraj maharaj also explains i was hearing one lecture of giriraj maharaj on this and he also explains that gadadhar pandit understood that lord krishna has come in this world as chaitanya mahaprabhu to taste that radha bhav to taste that internal internally he obviously externally it was to uh, establish the yuga dharma hari krishna mahamantra spread the chanting of the holy names but internally it was to taste that bhav of radharani how she what does she see in krishna how does she love krishna so much that bhav of a devotee especially in separation so gadadhar pandit knew he has come for this purpose and therefore he knew that it is giriraj maharaj says that he knew it is lord krishna's time it is his opportunity to relish loving ecstasy of radharani and therefore i will keep my bhava hidden i will not manifest my bhava which means radharani's bhava otherwise my bhava will make him attracted externally to that bhava and internally he won't be able to relish that mood of radharani which he has come to relish so therefore i will keep my mood subjugated so this is what giriraj maharaj explains so he says that if he would have exhibited that mood of radharani then lord chaitanya mahaprabhu or lord krishna who was trying to absorb himself in the mood of a devotee and separation from krishna would not have felt that separation because he would have got attracted to radharani over there so he didn't want to interfere with that mood and that is one more reason gadadhar pandit kept his mood of shrimati radharani completely hidden so he was always there just to facilitate chaitanya mahaprabhu in his past times to make him remember more radharani or krishna more so he was always facilitating that rather than he himself manifesting that mood where he wanted union with krishna also it is described like you know all the gaudiya vaishnavas especially exalted devotees even bhakti vinod thakur they all established the worship of gaur gadadhar so in many if we see even now if we go to navadweep in many temples we see the worship of gaur gadadhar and the question might be raised that how come shri la prabhupad established gaur nityananda worship and not gaur gadadhar worship so it was explained again i read in one of the uh, explanations by an acharya that gaur gadadhar worship is actually the highest manifestation of madhurya ras and only pure devotees can actually understand that particular mood of gaur gadadhar like we explain how gadadhar pandit was not manifesting the mood of radharani but still he is radharani himself so that is a very exalted mood which only pure devotees can worship gaur gadadhar together in that particular mood and madhurya ras is itself such an esoteric and exalted rasa so shrila prabhupad was trying to spread the krishna consciousness movement in the west to even people who were hippies to completely people who were not qualified at all at that time so therefore he knew that lord nityananda who has mercifully descended again to assist chaitanya mahaprabhu by spreading krishna con like spreading love of godhead to anyone and anyone everyone without seeing their qualification like you know lord nityananda 
delivered jagai madhai he was it was said that he was so uh, his eyes were always smeared with love of krishna and therefore he could not see who is qualified who is not qualified and very easily he would give love of krishna to everybody more merciful than even chaitanya mahaprabhu and that is why instead of establishing gaur gadadhar worship shri la prabhu established gaur nityananda worship so we worship nitai gaur in the mood of that they are the mahavadanyaya they have come in this world to deliver fallen people like us and therefore even shrila prabhupad used to go to the extent of saying that when you know to book distribution and all he said you can even distribute little gornitai deities on the streets there is no offense at all even if they keep it in their house and they are just there present in that house they will purify that particular house they are so merciful that is the mood they both have taken in kalyuga so there is no offense there is nothing wrong even if see they go to somebody's house and there is not much worship happening there they will still just purify the house by their presence so we see that was the supreme mood in the mood of in shrimad bhagavad gita also it is described that how lord nityananda came to deliver the naradhamas in the same way shrila prabhupad also came to do that and that was his mood and therefore he established more uh, gaur nitai worship rather than gaur gadadhar worship so now coming to the disappearance past time so it is described that chaitanya mahaprabhu's disappearance happened he like he actually people were looking for all over for him and his outer cloth was found outside the tota gopina temple and then ultimately he it's mentioned that he merged into the deity of tota gopinath and same with gadadhar pandit so he was worshiping the deity so nicely but as soon as chaitanya mahaprabhu left he felt so much separation from chaitanya mahaprabhu he did not want to live in this world anymore and therefore it is said he started aging very quickly and he was only 46 47 or 48 years old but by the time his body aged so quickly that he was not able to garland tota tota gopina deity and therefore just to accept his worship tota gopina deity sat down so that uh, gadadhar pandit could garland him very easily so that is the only unique deity like i'm sure all of us must have taken darshan it's the only unique deity in the world where krishna is in a sitting position in a lotus position he is sitting so and then in within one year he left the body even gadadhar pandit left his body which was on today today's auspicious day and same like you know following in his master's footstep in chaitanya mahaprabhu's footsteps he also merged into the deity of tota gopinath and that is how we he he uh, disappeared from this particular world so there is a beautiful gadadhar ashtakam which has actually been written by um, swarup damodar goswami it's a very nice uh, something if we want to meditate on today on his disappearance day past time the explanation of that uh, gadadhar ashtakam is very beautiful if any of us want to absorb ourselves in gadadhar pandit so that is about gadadhar pandit and now we will talk spend the next few minutes talking a little bit about rupa goswami so even though there are so many great acharyas we see in the gaudiya vaishnava sampradaya so many great acharyas have come however rupa goswami is our most predominant acharya like i mentioned at the beginning we are rupanugas we are followers of rupa goswami especially in our brahma madhavya gaudiya sampradaya all gaudiya vaishnavas are considered as rupanugas they are considered as followers of rupa goswami why is it so so the answer lies in the shloka we recite prior to uh, speaking anything from the scriptures shri chaitanya manobhishtam sthapitam yena bhutale svayam rupa kadamayam dadati svapadantikam shri chaitanya manobhishtam so rupa goswami has been attributed with the honor of being that person 
who established the manobhishtam which is the innermost heart's desire of chaitanya mahaprabhu only he could understand that and he came to establish that the rupa pranam the name of that mantra itself is rupa pranam mantra so i offer my obeisances to this rupa goswami he was able to understand chaitanya mahaprabhu's innermost heart desire and he came to establish that now what what were what was these desires of chaitanya mahaprabhu which rupa goswami actually assisted him in establishing obviously one was to establish the supremacy of madhurya ras over all other rasas that was one of the innermost desires of chaitanya mahaprabhu's heart the other one was within the madhurya ras specifically establish the dominance of vipralamba ras or the mood of separation of of uh, from of raja devotees over sambhoga the mood of union which the queens of dwarka have but the mood of separation which the gopis have from krishna that is the mood even within madhurya ras he came to establish that particular mood and the third one desire of chaitanya mahaprabhu's innermost desire of his heart was to relish or taste this mood and distributes this mood even to the most fallen souls so distribute love of krishna and this this madhurya ras separation mood of separation to even the most fallen souls so these were the three innermost desires of chaitanya mahaprabhu's heart which rupa goswami actually established within this world understanding those desires so by his very life through his own example through his work and through his writings and teachings rupa goswami assisted chaitanya mahaprabhu in all these three desires he has explained in his book ujwala neelamani which rupa goswami has written that without the mood of separation the mood of meeting will not be nourished and will not come to increasingly higher stages like in english also that proverb is their absence makes the heart grow fonder so similarly he is saying that the pastimes of separation are very important because they play the role of nourishing the sweetness of meeting because when there has been separation and then there is union the union becomes even more relishable other than if the union is always there with your beloved the most vivid example of why rupa goswami holds a special place was witnessed in a pastime in jagannath of chaitanya mahaprabhu in jagannath puri why rupa goswami is considered as that shri chaitanya manobhishtam sthapitam yena bhutale in this material world he established the desire and that was very evident in one in a, a nice pastime which happened in jagannath puri so this was during the rath yatra and chaitanya mahaprabhu was dancing during the rath yatra in front of the rathkats like he used to do every year and at that time automatically from his heart he was speaking a verse now externally that verse was actually mundane poetry it is described and people were wondering why chaitanya mahaprabhu is speaking this mundane poetry from a mundane literature so the english of that particular poetry was that very personality who stole away my heart during my youth is now again my master these are the same moonlit nights of the month of chaitra the same fragrance of malati flowers is there and the same sweet breezes are blowing from the kadamba forest in our intimate relationship i am also the same lover yet my mind is not very happy here i am eager to go back to that place on the bank of the reva under the vetasi tree that is my desire so this was actually a mundane poetry which was written by some famous poet at that time and when devotees heard chaitanya mahaprabhu sing this they were wondering why is he singing such a poetry but 
there was none other than rupa he was said he was just a little like he was not even very uh, he was not he had not still become very prominent he was just one of the young devotees over there who was present so no one could understand why chaitanya mahaprabhu was uttering this uh, verse and in what mood except one person who was rupa goswami and upon hearing this verse from chaitanya mahaprabhu he sensed this as the mood of shrimati radharani and spontaneously another verse appeared from rupa goswami's heart actually and he wrote that down which as if shrimati radharani is speaking my dear friend now i have met my very old and dear friend krishna on this field of kurukshetra i am the same radharani and now we are meeting together and he is the same krishna it is very pleasant but still i would like to go to the bank of the yamuna beneath the trees of the forests over um, of of the forests over there i wish to hear the vibration of his sweet flute playing the fifth note within those kunjas of vrindavan that is what my heart is longing for so immediately rupa goswami composed this verse based on chaitanya mahaprabhu reciting that mundane poetry and this is from chaitanya charitramrita madhya leela 1.7 um 76 so through this verse shrila rupa goswami clarified chaitanya mahaprabhu's uh, inner meaning and thus he revealed to the world the importance of parakya bhav and the importance of the mood of separation and the mood of paramor the mood the mood which uh, lord krishna and radharani had for each other so in 1517 it is described that rupa goswami and sanatan goswami his elder brother they went to vrindavan to fulfill again Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had four desires which both of them took up the responsibility of fulfilling one was to uncover lord krishna's pastime places for example the deity of vrinda devi was discovered by rupa goswami at brahmakund from where vrindavan gets its name the second was to install deities establishing first class deity worship like we see the radha govind ji temple radha madan mohan temple the third instruction which chaitanya mahaprabhu gave them was to write bhakti shastras write lots of books and we see rupa goswami has written nectar of devotion nectar of instruction ujjwala neelamani lagu bhagavata amrita so many books rupa goswami wrote and the fourth one was to propagate the science the teachings of chaitanya mahaprabhu and lord krishna all over the world so it is described that when rupa goswami used to sit in vrindavan in under a tree called ter kadamba tree in nandagaon and there he used to sit and write his books and like we said shri chaitanya manobhishtam he understood that mood of separation so he used to write about those books and about that separation which krishna feels from uh, radharani or radharani feels from krishna and he would be so absorbed in describing that whole vipralamba mood that the ter kadamba trees the leaves used to shed the leaves the tree used to shed its leaves in separation from krishna and then when he would move on to the pastime that after the separation the union has happened between krishna and radharani and now it is so relishable when radharani is along with krishna and the gopis are there assisting them in their pastime immediately the ter kandamba tree would be so happy that it would start manifesting new blossoms of leaves so that much you know the tree was reciprocating with rupa goswami and his writings so he lived a mendicant's life there of in vrindavan absorbed in hearing chanting and writing about lord krishna's sweet loving pastimes in vrindavan after some time in vrindavan shri rupa goswami one day thought that i need to fulfill the innermost heart's desire of chaitanya mahaprabhu 
and to do that i will write a drama and in that drama i will explain the beauty of the meeting pastimes of radharani and lord krishna in vrindavan and the separation pastimes when lord krishna was taken out of vrindavan by akrura so i will write both of these for chaitanya mahaprabhu's pleasure and to show his innermost mood to the whole world and in doing so i will explain how by their expansion radharani and all the sakhis somehow went to dwaraka and became lord krishna 16108 wives so i will describe the union pastimes in vrindavan and then i will describe the pastime of separation when akrura took krishna away but then how radharani and the gopis became those queens because they could not bear separation from krishna so thinking like this he was traveling to puri and on the way to puri he stayed in a place called satyabhama pura pura means like a village and when he was staying there none other than satyabhama came in his dream and she instructed him she said that please don't this make this into only one drama rather divide it into two parts and he was very surprised that satyabhama has come and given him the given him these instructions so when he reached jagannath puri he expressed to chaitanya mahaprabhu that i wanted to write this drama but i got this dream where satyabhama instructed me to write two dramas instead and chaitanya mahaprabhu gave his confirmation he said yes please do that so keeping that in mind uh he actually uh, so yeah in the dream also satyabhama told that don't take lord krishna out of vrindavan at all the krishna known as yadukumar is actually vasudev krishna he is different from the krishna who is the son of nanda maharaj the nanda nandana pastimes which happened in the union pastimes in vrindavan so uh, it is it is this yadukumar krishna pastime who you know manifests the pastimes in mathura and dwarka but the nanda maharaj krishna never leaves steps out of vrindavan for one minute also so he never sets one foot out of vrindavan and therefore please make two dramas and chaitanya mahaprabhu confirmed so therefore rupa goswami divided this one drama which he was thinking of into two parts the first part is called vidagdha madhava and in that drama lord krishna's pastimes in vrindavan are described and in the second part which is called lalita madhava all the gopis of vrindavan reunited with krishna as his gopi as his queens that whole pastime is described in fact when we were studying the 10th canto of shrimad bhagavatam the dwarka pastimes we actually keshav prabhu used to refer to this book and we also read this book to understand how every gopi then manifested as the queen of um, dwarka very beautifully it has been described in lalita madhava so rupa goswami is an incarnation of rupa manjari as we all know it has been described by acharyas many time she is the most important confidential associate of shrimati radharani in the spiritual world and it is said that without taking shelter of shrila rupa goswami we cannot enter the pastimes of chaitanya mahaprabhu in the same way that without taking shelter of rupa manjari one cannot get access to any pastimes of radharani with um, the gopis and krishna so little wonder that then narottam das thakur sings beautiful song by narottam das thakur श्री रूप मंजरी पदाम से मोरा संपदा से मोर भजन पूजाना द फीट ऑफ रूप मंजरी आर माई ओनली वेल्थ दे आर द ओनली ऑब्जेक्ट ऑफ माई सर्विस एंड वर्शिप 
सो श्रीला रूप गोस्वामी समाधि समाधि मंदिर एंड भजन कुटीर आर देर इन सेवा कुंज विद इन द कोटियाड ऑफ राधा दामोदर टेम्पल एंड वेन एवर वी गो टू राधा दामोदर टेम्पल ऑल ऑफ एस डू परिक्रम ऑफ दैट पर्टिकुलर समाधि सो हिज सेक्रेट बॉडी इज उन टूम डियर बाय हिज बिलाविड डिसाइपल एंड नेव्यू श्रीला जीव गोस्वामी डिड दैट रूप गोस्वामी सो दीज आर द पास टाइम्स ऑफ रूप गोस्वामी एंड गदाधर पंडित today it's also the first day of julan yatra so very in 2 minutes i'll just speak about julan yatra a little bit so like we've been discussing when we were talking about lord ram earlier in the verse that he krishna comes in this world to establish dharma to uh, do away with adharma to kill the miscreants to establish rightful kings on the thrones but the more important re because he could have done that through his energies as well but the more important reason he comes is to attract people back to him through his pastimes so in this material world all of us all conditioned souls are always looking for some sort of happiness some sort of pleasure and because we are not uh, clear about the goal of life or that higher taste is not there everyone is looking for pleasure in in uh, very vikrant ways in very uh, not very fruitful ways people are looking for pleasure or happiness through music movies relationships work social status prestige money wealth possessions with these different different things people look for pleasure and when they are having a good time with friends or jokes humor or watching you know funny movies or funny videos so when we are looking for all this we a uh, pleasure we are thinking that oh we are uh, you know these are our past times but this is nothing but time pass we are just trying to do time pass and our time is passing very quickly from this material world but when krishna comes he performs all his past times and they are called as past times because they are there to attract us so that we don't look for pleasure here and there but we seek pleasure in service of krishna and through hearing his past times and one of the ways in which he comes to attract us is through performing his past times but also through celebration of so many festivals so it is described that in the spiritual world every day every step is a dance and every word is a song and every day is a festival every moment there is something being celebrated in the spiritual world even if krishna turns it is a festival nanda maharaj and yashoda maya used to hold a festival if he opened his eyes it was a festival when he started crawling it was a festival he took his first steps it is a festival the first time he took calves out it was a festival when he became a little big and started taking the cows it was again a festival so we see it's every day it's a festival in vrindavan now these festivals are called as utsav and the word utsav comes from the word utsah utsa means enthusiasm so the whole purpose or one of the purpose obviously the festivals are for the pleasure of krishna but for us it is actually to increase our utsa utsa means our enthusiasm to serve krishna in fact bhakti vinod thakur says that one of the ways to progress in bhakti is to celebrate all festivals very enthusiastically because the more enthusiastically we are engaged in celebrating these festivals the more absorbed we become in krishna's pastimes and remembering krishna's service now we know this julan yatra which is starting from today since days and days devotees have been preparing what theme to do for the jula what flowers to order what color combination virtual meeting because now we can't meet in each other's houses or temple virtual webex or zoom meetings are happening to discuss the whole theme who will do with service so so much absorption and it is so purifying and this is what prabhupad said like enthusiastically celebrate festivals because that will give you it it is like a booster like you know the rockets when they go out they have those boosters to help them 
go out of uh, the gravitational pull of the earth in the same way these festivals are actually there to increase our utsa our, our our enthusiasm and they act as a booster for us so one of these festivals amongst the millions of festivals which are celebrated for krishna's pleasure is none other than julan yatra so in julan yatra it is celebrated in this month of shravan and actually in india you know the hot summer season is still going on and rains has have started falling but it's still very hot and humid especially i come from mumbai so i know it becomes very humid if little bit rain falls and it is hot then it becomes very humid so radha and krishna just to overcome this humidity and to give them some nice um, uh, pleasing winds they are decorated very nicely and they are put on a swing together by all his, their sakhis cowherd boys and cowherd girls all come together actually for this festival so very beautifully they decorate the swing radha krishna are made to sit on that swing and then the swinging pastime happens now we see in india also like here also we know those i think it's called a hammock it's there and in india also we have those jhulas so in the olden days in traditional houses every house would have that jhula that swing like a flat bed which is connected with rods in the ceiling and any uh, you know when people come back home after a full day's work in the fields or wherever the man has worked and come the first thing they would do would sit on this jhula for some time so even from mundane point of view sitting on a jhula and you know swinging it's a very relaxing thing so the same way radha krishna that pleasure comes from the spiritual world so they are put on that swing and they are swung very nicely and because you know little bit rain has fallen and it's still hot the very nice pleasing breezes which are mixed with mist go on radha krishna and it gives them extreme pleasure pleasure when this pastime happens so that is one of the purposes we celebrate juran yatra during these days because this is the month of shravan going on and many temples in vrindavan celebrate this very opulently beautiful festivals happen where they also decorate the swings nicely radha raman radha uh, govindji all these festivals celebrate julan yatra very beautifully and from today we are celebrating the festival in our temple unfortunately because of lockdown we all won't be there to swing the swing but we can always see it live mataji it's going to be relayed live no yeah so we'll all be able to swing it in our heart watching it on our youtube videos so that's the little bit about the importance of julan yatra so we'll end the class here sorry for going a little overboard but we had so many pastimes to discuss today any comments corrections questions वील इन द क्लास यर ग्रंथराज श्रीमद्भागवत की शीला प्रभुपाद की जय नेताय गोर प्रेमन